In this fascinating conversation that you're about to hear, uh, you will also learn, which really surprised me, that when the Belgian Federal Public Ministry of Social Security has implemented their novel change program to transition to the new world of work, the number of people who previously worked part-time and then requested uh, shifting into uh, full-time has been uh, quite impressive. So, um, because if you put employees to the center uh, of your change program and you want to ensure their well-being, you want to ensure their work-life balance, you are giving them direction and autonomy over their own lives and the flexibility to fit everything in. They do their full-time work, but also they're able to look after their family, their children, so they no longer need to work uh, part-time and they can do that under a full-time contract. I found that very interesting. But this is just one snippet from this great conversation that I recorded earlier with Gerrit van de Mosselaar, uh, who is working at the Ministry of uh, uh, Social Security in Belgium, and he is sharing with us uh, the change journey. So just briefly introducing Gerrit, he is a legal, he has a legal uh, degree. His background is in uh, public management and also social security. He's also a career coach. And he started at the Federal Public uh, Service or the Ministry of Social Security in Belgium in 2004 as a legal counsel and policy advisor in the social inspectorate department. And since 2017, He's advisor, uh, management support uh, department, and deputy chairman on the social dialogue committee. He is really enthusiastic about job job crafting, um, intrigued by a values-driven corporate mindset, uh, and also very passionate about working with people and communication. So in this conversation, we're talking about their change and transition uh, program, NOVO, and I'm sure you're going to really enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of the Work Life Hub podcast. Each week we bring you an inspiring guest to help you discover the new world of work and learn how your organization can reach its full potential. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us today. To find out more about the Work Life Hub, please go to www.worklifehub.com. Welcome to the listeners again of this podcast episode, still coming to you uh, from my living room slash um, new bureau, actually. I'm, I'm actually now sitting at a desk and no longer at my dining room. I'm sure listeners are going to be uh, really happy and pleased to hear this. Um, but this is, I think, quite relevant because today's discussion uh, is with Gerrit van de Mosselaar, and the topic of our conversation is really the new world of work, the new way of working, and especially how this is possible and how it was implemented in the Belgian uh, public service. So, Gerrit, um, I would like to ask you to start with to tell listeners a little bit about this concept that uh, you and your colleagues have branded NOVO, um, and how this workplace and change program started at the Ministry of Social Security in Belgium. Yes, I, it's my pleasure to, to witness this experience of the new way of work in, in our administration. To explain this, it's a, it's a rather long story, but I will be uh, short as possible because we started back in 2003 or four already 
about uh, uh, transforming our administration into a modern public administration. And then we created, at that time, uh, a transformation program called NOVO. NOVO is new in Portuguese. As people might know, we have uh, different languages in Belgium, so it's always a sensible topic. So we, 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 we have chosen a, a Portuguese uh, name for the program, transformation program. And at that time, it was uh, the ambition of our former uh, president of the board of directors uh, to become a modern administration because, because he was aware at that time it, there was a, a war of talent uh, uh, in the private sector, but also in the public sector. So he, he wanted to be attractive as an employer, as an organization for youngsters, for potentials. And he was um, creating a, a vision, an ambition, um, setting out that uh, people should be able to, to be autonomous in their work and to be able to balance their private and uh, professional life in the best way. So he created, I would say, uh, the vision that um, people, sh people should be directors of their own life, even if they are working in our administration. So at that time, um, 2003, 4, uh, he started with uh, analyzing the situation as is at that time. And uh, after two years, two, three years, uh, they created the program, the transformation program called NOVO. And this program was uh, composed about different components, uh, um, taking into account uh, components of human resources, ICT, um, uh, knowledge management, um, also facility, because we took advantage of the, the, the moving out of our offices, uh, different offices in Brussels into a new building. And at that time, we um, wanted to introduce in our uh, organization um, remote work. Um, we wanted also to to work when and whenever we wanted. So uh, a result-driven organization instead of a presence-driven presence driven organization. So that was a big uh, shift, big, big shift of mindset into our, in, in our organizations. People were used to uh, be present at the office from nine to five. Um, chefs and managers were used to have their uh, colleagues around them and to ask them whenever they want what they what they want uh, to do. And we wanted to shift into another uh, uh, paradigm, um, giving uh, our colleagues and our um, our our people the freedom to work where they wanted and when they wanted, but based on result-driven uh, um, result-driven approach. So at that time, 2000, I think uh, we started the program in 2006 after the analysis. And we uh, moved into our new office the 1st of January 2009. So more than 10 years already, we are used to this remote working. And uh, the legal framework foresees that we are able to do that three days a week. Um, and um, so um, we shuffled our uh, organizations by um, 
determining results, objectives with the colleagues uh, on the team level, on an individual level, on an organizational level. That was a big uh, challenge for our organizations to determine really the objectives of the organizations with their colleagues and within the teams. And in a, um, we also adapted our offices, so we are uh, task-driven, uh, um, I would say task-driven rooms, task-driven spaces, um, spaces for concentration work, spaces for uh, meetings, spaces for brainstorming. Um, so it has been a facility also challenge and uh, we reduced our office spaces because we have introduced remote work uh, on a large scale. Um, so that's the facility component uh, of our organization, and I would say that it has been it has been a, an important um, uh, step, also important advantage that we had this opportunity to move our offices. So there was already a change going on for people; they should leave their uh, offices, their uh, office buildings, and they would uh, move to another office building, a new office building they created themselves. Uh, they in uh, um, they 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 were uh, taken into uh, working groups to determine the, the the look and feel of the offices. So that was an advantage, and um, it was a change we could use also to um, make a change in mindsets, um, namely mindset of result-driven organization. So that's really, in a brief way, the 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 the. The approach, the, the mindset of the NOVA program, um, composed about different uh, uh, elements. Um, and we had uh, some elements that were more uh, put into advance moving to the new office building, facility, ICT, document management. But I would say that there's been challenges on, on human resources that they are still going on. They were going on before. Uh, during the, the movement, but also afterwards, we had still challenges how people were able to be, uh, how people were able to be managed uh, on results, but also how uh, managers were able to uh, determine these objectives to have these interactions with their people. So, this is exactly what I was uh, wanted to ask you about yeah. because uh, I, I, you know, especially now during the lockdowns and the mm -hmm. uh, forced uh, teleworking uh, across the globe, one of the biggest challenge for managers is to define the results and the objectives that they expect of employees. Yeah. And this is already hard in the public sector, yeah. um, where at least you have some profit component or yeah. sales component attached. But this is, was my question brewing in my head when I was listening to you on how uh, how were you able to overcome this and and together with the employees and the line managers uh, break down the work into some manageable chunks or reportable chunks so that people could feel they had uh, results and objectives they were working towards? Yeah, um, that it's really working, uh, tailor-made uh, work. Um, mm -hmm. It has been really a challenge uh, for the most of the people, for most of the employees and the line manager because it was a new habit we had to create because it was not we were not used to discuss about objectives or results. It was really always ad hoc and, and, and I would say reactive uh, on 
things that were popping up of, of ministers or, or policies that were created. Now we had to foresee a little bit, predict a little bit future. So we have a legal framework that obliges uh, in the public sector in Belgium indeed on an annual basis that we should determine objectives on based on a qualitative qualitative objectives, quantitative objectives, objectives on, uh, um, I would say, teamwork, but also objectives on, on um, service quality. So we have this legal framework, which is on an annual basis, but we uh, have chosen to apply, of course, this legal framework on a, on a, on a large scale and to, uh, to have a guidance of our uh, managers, line managers, but also of our people to have a continuous uh, discussion, interactions about these objectives or results to be achieved. Uh, and it has been a tailor-made uh, investment because we have different uh, different competencies, different tasks, different responsibilities within our organizations. We are a public sector organizations. So it has been a, a, a large investment of our human resources department to um, have, uh, I would say, trainings, but also have been um, – have um, guidance about um, how to have this continuous dialogue between line managers, employees, between employees themselves, to determine which results have to be achieved this, this year, this period, these six months, and to uh, have also a kind of flexibility. So we are really uh, investing in this kind of um, interaction on a continuous, on a permanent basis, um, and we determine objectives from uh, employee level with the uh, manager level, but also within the teams. Um, we are determining objectives, and we try to vary, vary, uh, change them a little bit every year also, so it keeps, uh, it has been challenging for also for the employees themselves, um, which an element I didn't mention yet uh, in the transformation program that has been um, the creation of uh, the values of the organization. So we, we, we really invested also in, in, in five uh, organization values. Um, we really promoted them within the, within the organizations and within the teams. And we have been um, organizing workshops with uh, colleagues and employees to translate these organization values within their teams at that time. So every team had a workshop um, translating the organizational values into the uh, daily practice, I would say, the daily day-to-day -day basis when they are working with their colleagues. So it has been also... Uh, I would say uh, a, a guidance for 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 teams um, how they could uh, develop themselves and develop the, the organization and the objectives of the organizations, but we must confess it is a continuous uh, investment, a permanent investment to have this dialogue. But we have seen with the lockdown nowadays that we were easy able to shift into a, a remote work on a permanent basis because we have this um, transparent i would say a discussion or or context that makes it possible to discuss objectives on a daily basis or results on a daily basis uh, without um, having too many too too much problems to adapt ourselves uh, to a new context or to new uh, new challenging uh, demands we, we, we get from, from, from our stakeholders. So 
I, we must say that's that's really an investment. You have to choose to do this investment, and you have to be aware that if you put your people into the center of your of your attention, and taking into account the vision that they have have to be able to be autonomous uh, in their day to day life, in in the balance of their private and professional life, that's you have to create this. Um, uh, culture of feedback, of transparency, culture of, of dialogue, permanent dialogue to discuss results and objectives. We have seen in our experience putting people into the center of our attention um, and their their well-being, I would say, into the organizations, into the organization um, has a positive effect on their engagement and they are able and willing to really contribute to the objectives organization and to discuss about uh, uh, permanent development or, or even improvement of the organization. So, it has been we it has been different el- elements uh, that have been connected and that makes it possible to to have this transparent dialogue. I would say about results and objectives to achieve uh, within the organization. But you have to pay attention to it and you have to invest time. Um, dialogue. Um, it's not something self-evident, and you have to be creative with it. Also, so you 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 may not uh, start from a one-shot uh, investment, but it's a permanent investment um, to discuss with the team and with the colleagues and with the line managers also um, how. Uh, organization objectives or results are translated into the teams into the on the individual level so that's really a, a, a big investment for the organization but we see it it's 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 profitable for the well-being of the of the colleagues and the and the the, the organization um, I think, uh, well, thank you very much for walking uh, us through this process and the different elements. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way this conversation may be a wake-up call for uh, organizations or leaders or managers listening. And But also, I think, a reality check into, you know, we sent our employees home and it didn't work. Uh, I think from our conversation, it's evident why, because a lot of the the organizations just were catering to the uh, physical aspect of the remote working or maybe the the technological aspect. But if they haven't had, uh, if they haven't laid the foundation before, if they haven't done all this groundwork on, as you say, the values, the the open but also difficult conversations about performance, about the trans, impl- in, you know, improving the transparency, the feedback mechanisms. I think they were the ones who were really struggling now, um, because you know there was a, a big communication breakdown of uh, what am I expected to do from home? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. And it's indeed also it has been our experience. The remote work never has been an objective for us uh, mm. as such. It has been a, a means to, to have this organizational culture of, of being autonomous and to have some kind of freedom in as, a, as an employee into the organization. It always has been, has been a mean and not an objective as such. And we have seen that, yes, indeed, investment in, in these feedback mechanism, transparent dialogue, um, 
feedback and 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 and, and so on that makes it more easy to 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 create these uh, i would say positive dynamics into the organization and the engagement of the uh, of the employees even if they are working remotely um, so it's really it has been really an, an advantage for us in these times we have now other challenges it's indeed also a, a challenge but um, it's indeed you you can't consider remotely working as being uh, an objective itself uh, that it also uh, only a technical issue or a, a place issue no it's it's really an organizational cultural element in 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 our perspective indeed now i have a question uh, listening to you uh, take us through the whole development and implementation of the novo in 2003 or maybe then 2006 when the you know the the first research and and thinking was done uh, was the organization anticipating the investment and the work that will need to go into this or some of it you know emerged organically when you knew okay for example the cult, the values piece was this something that you thought okay already from the get-go that we will need to work on this or were some of these aspects uh, emerging uh, as a need once you started going um about uh, taking to uh, talking about the values piece that it was been uh, um, clear we wanted to that at that time so it is it has not been emerged that uh, during the process so it was really something we wanted but there were certainly aspects that emerged uh, during the process um, we didn't anticipate uh, some issues uh, we couldn't anticipate anticipate at that time because it was a big change for the organization we assume, for instance, that we um, we needed to invest more than anticipated into the guidance of the line managers in determining these objects to have this dialogue with their colleagues. Um, as a matter of fact, we asked them to have confidence into their employees working remotely and to create uh, not create but determine objectives. So we asked them to let go some kind of spam of control they had before because everybody was always present at, at the office. Um, so we needed to invest more in, into guidance of line managers uh, because we they were struggling at that time really, how can I manage my employees if I don't see them every week, if they're not always at the office, how can I manage the, the interaction or the relation between uh, my colleagues or my team members. Um, so we created at that time, for instance, a, a special training program for the line managers, some kind of uh, uh, intervision um, training uh, workshops uh, for them, uh, tailor-made also. Um, so that was something we didn't anticipate it at that time. We anticipated, for for instance, that um, uh, really on a, a quantitative data, the office spaces we, we provided still uh, in Brussels, in our head office, uh, was largely was large, um, but uh, we needed less. At, uh, we saw that it was picked up really easily the remotely working, so we mm -hmm. had to change uh, some of our interior uh, also in the offices because we created, for instance, um, some kind of um, 
more concentration than than they needed because we see we have seen during the and after uh, the transformation that people are coming to Brussels to meet each other. So not, they were really planning concentration work for doing uh, at home. Uh, so we needed. In effect, as a, as a matter of fact, less concentration, there's more meeting spaces or brainstorming spaces uh, than, than concentration desks. We, have, we didn't anticipate, for instance, that um, that's really um, afterwards we, we, we could analyze that, that um, shifting to this remotely work and this freedom to work uh, when and whenever they want, um, we had less. For for a time, we had less people working uh, on a on a temp, on a not permanent basis, so more people were shifting back to full time uh, work because they were able more able to to manage their their work and, and private life. Um, so we didn't anticipate that, but it was a oh, positive, that's interesting. It was a positive effect. It was not big, but mm-hmm. we, we saw that that if we were giving people this freedom about uh, organizing their time and private and professional time, because often people were reducing working times because they were not able to manage private life, uh, uh, getting uh, getting uh, kids from school uh, and so on. Um, but in fact, they were still doing their their full time tasks on on a, on a reduced basis, and, and they were able at that time to they were saying yes, why I would reduce my working time if I if I'm still able to do the same work on a full time basis. So they were able to um, shift uh, to full time work mm-hmm. again um, because they were able to manage uh, work. Uh, and private more easily. Um, so there were some elements that emerged, some some positive, some also some negative elements we, we've seen. Um, so it's you have to be open. You have to you have to be open to continuous change. That's uh, something we, we we learned really. Uh, but we still had this objective. Uh, we sticked to our objectives of being a, a, a modern organization where people are at the center of our interest, our attention and they should be autonomous and they should be have uh, they could rely on the confidence of of the organization to achieve the results of the organizations uh, of the teams um so the 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 vision was clear and we stick to our vision but we adapted really uh, in taking into account some elements that's emerged or some elements that changed during the during the process and to give another example indeed i already mentioned the 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 the, the the interior we we are changing on a permanent basis in taking into account the needs and the the, the demands of our employees. It's not something that has been uh, the same since 2009. Now we are still changing uh, offices and, and interior of the offices. So um, we try to take into account the needs and the, the demands of our employees um, to have this to have this continuous development or the con- continuous uh, improvement of the organization and the well-being of the employees. What, one of the terms that comes to mind or expression uh, when I listen to you, Gerrit, is that I, I heard this, uh, this was one of the um, mottos of, of a big HR fair in Germany uh, a few ways few years back, the Zukunft Personal, where, where the motto or the lead idea for the fair was permanent beta. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes a little bit into mind, right, that 
that it's, you, you don't consider even the physical space as something that has been achieved, um, designed, uh, you know, the, the mm -hmm. furniture, the chairs put in place, now we're good for the next 50 years, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but as you say, you're continuously looking at uh, where is the use, what do employees need, and challenging yeah. this, this fixed mindset of, yeah. of even the, the furniture, the facilities are no longer a fixed uh, thing no. in this process. Yes, indeed. And that, and that has been, a, I would say, that it, was, it has been a, a long investment also, but nowadays we see that people uh, rely on this kind of mindset and they, they, they come up with ideas and, and they pop up with a... Uh, with, uh, changes that are possible or easy to, to achieve. So it has been an advantage. And, and to be uh, very frankly, we see man, uh, nowadays, indeed, that even labor unions that were at the beginning more uh, reluctant. reluctant about all these changes are, are nowadays all, mostly defending our, our organizational culture because they see that it has been it has been good for for the people and the employees and their well-being. I, I, I'm not telling here that everything is always perfect, but we've seen, no, of course. of course, that in the mindset of the people, and it has been a strong mindset, even with the, the last changes of the organization the last years, but also with the, the, the COVID pandem pandemic, they are really um, strong with their mindset, and, and it's not something that's easy to, 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 to detect or to, 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 if you're not in the organization, but we have seen that there are elements that are popping up about our organizational courses that are really, really strong. Um, and it has been an investment of, of many, many years. That's, that's, that's true, but you have to be open and that's, you have to be uh, transparent and you have to be open to continuous and permanent change. That's true. That's great. And uh, maybe uh, circling back to where you started in terms of the the reasons or the main motivation or the driving factors behind the program, uh, attracting more young people mm -hmm. to the public administration. Yeah. Uh, are you measuring this? Have you achieved the objectives? Um, uh, what, what else were you able to capture maybe in terms of improvement from data or metrics or surveys? Yeah, uh, we have seen that there's a big satisfaction of our employees. So uh, taking into account of surveys about satisfaction employees, that has been a positive result. Indeed, we have seen that we are listed into the top uh, wanted uh, employees employers in the public sector in Belgium. So uh, taking into account the number of candidates for uh, uh, vacancies into our organization that people are often um, taking uh, the, our ministry as, as top employer. So that has been clear. Also, uh, we have seen improvement in, uh, I would say, a more operational department because we are mostly a policy department where it's not always easy to to have uh, quantitative data how things are evolving developing or improving but in our more operational um, department uh, which is allowing um, benefits to a person with disabilities we've seen that there has been a a raise in productivity also, um, even if they are working remotely and, and, and so on. So we have seen that there is an improvement on um, 
on productivity also um so that's that's our positive effects of our uh, of our uh, change i would say we have seen a reduce uh, reducement of um, of some kind of uh, budgets uh, for um, i would say facility management uh, issue and, and office stuff, real estate mm-hmm. and so on so there that that's that's clear um we have seen that indeed um because it's not all it's not it's not a cheap operation you could you should or you could say that but we've seen we we have to invest a lot in in, in it um it tools ict tools and and modernization and and so on so that's a continuous uh, challenge also uh, to make it able for people to work whenever they want and where they want. So people are the, the files and, and, and everything what is needed to uh, to work uh, effectively has to be at, at the disposal of our employees uh, whenever and wherever they want. So that has been a, a big investment also in a big change. Um, so. Yeah, we've seen on, on different levels, on different uh, aspects, uh, improvements or effects, I would say, or em- impact about this uh, impact about this change. I would say about attracting new uh, employees and youngsters, we're we still trying to. Uh, it's the word for talent isn't over yet. Uh, I would say we will see what, pande- what, what the pandemic effect is, but we still mm-hmm. see um, that this, there is still a war for talent. And, and that's, that's a little bit also, um, I would say, an idea, a guiding idea of our former uh, president, president of the board of directors that as a, as a public administration, we don't have the assets or the, 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 the advantages of the private sector to, to attract people with, uh, I would say, uh, bonuses uh, uh, with, with cars or other advantages or fringe benefits, but we try to attract them with their, 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 their the, quality of life, the quality you know? of life and, yeah. and indeed the autonomy to, to have a, a balanced uh, private and professional life to, he, uh, sometimes he said, uh, we pay, we pay people with time, with the uh, hmm. management of their time. And, and that's a big advantage. It's uh, considered as being a big advantage for most of our colleagues. Um, this, Freedom to manage your time um, is really something you you couldn't put into figures. I would say as an as 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 an advantage, but it it is really it is being seen and and perceived as a as a big advantage for most of our people. Hmm. Um, now, before we go to the last question, even though I'm really enjoying our conversation, unfortunately, time is always running way too fast here. Yes. Uh, may I ask you, Herit, to share with listeners a website or a link or uh, some place on the Internet where they could maybe go and find out more or contact you, perhaps? Yes, of course. I'm, I'm active on all social media you could imagine. So I'm, I'm, I, you can find me on LinkedIn, but we have also a, a, a proper website of the Ministry of Social Security. So you could, you could find also information about our transformation program that we are uh, Deal, we have been dealing with for many years, so that's uh, that's the website of the Federal Public Service of Social Security, the Ministry of Social Security, that's socialsecurity.belgium.be, where you can find every uh, information about our activities, but also about our changes or our modernization programs. Um, and I'm available through LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, so you could find me. I have a very uh, unique name, so I'm, I'm common and known under my 
own name. So Gerrit van der Moslaar, you could find me everywhere. <laughs> Great. Thank you for, for sharing that. Now, uh, coming to, to the last question, which is always the same here on the World yeah. Life Hub podcast. If, Gerrit, I could ask you, from all this experience that you have gathered, what would be your one advice to CEOs and senior leaders who are still sitting on the fence about whether they should go all in into such transformation or new world of work or novo type projects? Uh -huh. uh, what would be your advice to them that would maybe give them kind of the final push they need? I would say don't 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 think you have to create or organize the same change yourselves, but involve really your colleagues and your employees and your whole organization. We've seen this as a big advantage that we have involved all our employees. We didn't uh, go to much consultants unless we had no experience in the house, but involve your employees and your colleagues and your whole organizations into the change you want to create. That's a big, big, big plus for, uh, for having these, uh, a successful change. So you don't have to do everything yourself. No, no, right. no, no, no. T take advantage of your colleagues. They often have uh, really, really good ideas also. So if you're able to involve uh, employees into the, the change you want to create, um, you could be sure or 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 um, I would say uh, confirmed about the vision you want to uh, you want to you have. Um, but how to create, how to go to the to this change or to this vision? Involve your people and don't do all by yourself or by ex external uh, consultants. But uh, involve your people. That's great. I love that because it's, you know, they are the ones you're doing it for. Yes. They're okay. the ones you should be doing it with. There's so much energy that can be created and boosted and harnessed yes. uh, inside organizations and I think that also creates a great sense of loyalty and engagement when people feel they have a say about what's happening to them what's happening to their organization yeah certainly so, excellent advice thank you very much Herit I really enjoyed this conversation and listening you uh, to you sharing the journey of, of the Ministry of Social Security and how it has been you know, taking uh, employees and the organization through uh, the 21st century trends of, of transformation. So thank you again, and I really just want to wish you the best of success and good health uh, going forward. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. We have a lot more conversations and podcasts like these. You just have to go either on your apps, uh, on the Work Life Hub podcast, or on our website, worklifehub.com. On our website, you will also find a number of other tools um, and uh, resources, uh, blogs, um, and also a few of the case studies that we wrote recently about, for example, how to get men enthusiastic about gender equality at work, or an emergency guide to teleworking during the pandemic. So if you have any questions or any guest recommendations, as usual, do not hesitate to reach out to us. We're always happy to hear from you either on our website, on info at worklifehub.com or through any of the social media channels. Stay safe. <laughs>